Hi, this is my first podcast, so please be gentle. Uh, the audio is not going to be great, and um, the format's going to be higgledy-piggledy as I figure things out, and you know how this works. So um, be kind, but if you do have comments and positive or constructive feedback, uh, let me know, and I greatly appreciate it. Or if there's ways that you would like to support the podcast, let me know that too on the social medias. Get in contact with me, and hopefully we'll have more because I think this is a really important issue to deal with, but I hope it also reaches people to also lift their spirits and know that they're not alone when you have an IBD like I do and many other people. So yeah, let's keep this going and hope to hear from you soon. And now, on with the show. Everybody poops, but all in different ways. Let's discuss on Toilet Talk. Toilet Talk is brought to you by Nobody. It is our first episode. But until then, I recommend you checking out the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation website, Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. And it is chock full of information about diagnosis, treatments, nutrition, diet, and even mental and emotional well-being. So I recommend you give them a look. They are not sponsoring this podcast, and by no means are we associated with them in any way, but I thought it was a good idea to give them a shout out. So that's Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. Back to the show. Welcome to Toilette Talk. I'm your host, David Nance, and this is my podcast of my journey living with what's called ulcerative colitis. And this is out there to be a humorous yet informative approach at looking at what is called inflammatory bowel diseases, one of which is ulcerative colitis, and the other one is known as Crohn's disease. And I'm putting this out there for those of you who are going through similar symptoms that I'm going through. Um, Maybe you have had surgery because of this, or maybe you know someone who's going through these issues. There is a lot of stigma around these diseases because it happens to deal with your gut and things that come out of it, which is embarrassing for many of us, especially uh, in this country, there are many other autoimmune diseases of which this is one of them. There's uh, arthritis, there's rosacea, there are um, multiple forms of chronic inflammation that people live with all of their lives. This is one of them. And yet, um, when people are diagnosed with this issue, it's tough to come out and um, and acknowledge what you have. It's a tough issue to deal with, and it's tough to talk about. So I wanted to put this out there. There are many podcasts that are going to talk about this disease in a more clinical way. Um, if you want to go get some actual information, please seek those out. And also, by the way, 
I'm not a medical expert, and by no means please take any of what I say as medical advice. Please seek out your medical professional to do that. Thank you. This is really a more lighthearted approach because I, I think that laughter is the best medicine. After all, laughter can raise your immune system. It can make us feel better when we're going through a, let's say, just call it a crappy time. And yeah, um, by the way, I'm going to be using some strong language. So uh, for those who are um, of a younger nature or with sensitive ears, this might not be for you. But with that, um, let us uh, join me into my expansive commode boudoir. Um, okay, let's put it this way. I don't like calling it a toilet. I just, I don't have an issue with the meaning of the word toilet, but um, I just don't like saying it. I don't like it in my mouth. I just don't like the way it, some people don't like the word moist. I love the word moist. Moist, 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 moist. But the word toilet, I don't, it just doesn't sit right in my mouth. But we're going to talk about that, right? The issue that we have is an inflammation of the large intestine. Let's just put it that way. Um, ulcerative colitis is what, what happens is, is that ulcers are going to form on the inside of the intestine because your immune system is reacting to something. Science is still out there. There are many studies being done, but of all the autoimmune cyst, uh, diseases that are out there, there is not a lot of definitive information uh, and, and from clinical studies about these issues, about these diseases, the fact that diet can trigger someone's issues, stress, and we're, we're going to talk about these things hopefully in what will become later episodes as this is our maiden voyage. So first of all, what is an IBD? So an IBD is an inflammatory bowel disease. So that is any inflammation of the large intestine or the small intestine or a combination of both, in which case there are two diseases. There is ulcerative colitis, which is usually limited to the large intestine. And then there is Crohn's disease, which is a little bit more, or in some cases, a lot more encompassing, and it can even affect higher up in the digestive tract, more than just the uh, small intestine. But in most cases, people with Crohn's disease, the inflammation tends to be when the small intestine goes into the large intestine. And we're talking about, when we talk about inflammation, we're talking about the lining of this tube. The way that you're, that you gain nutrition is when you eat food, the stomach, all the stomach does is it just crunches things up and it turns it into a paste so it can go through this tube. Uh, the, the, the actual gaining of nutrition happens further along that, that tract, right? So you're looking at the entire digestive tract is 30 feet long for an average adult, or 9 meters. 
Most of that 20 feet or 6 meters is just the small intestine and it's packed in there squiggling around going around and around and around and through that is where all of that paste that was generated by your stomach is going to get absorbed namely the mainly the liquid that is associated with it and those nutrients which are going to be absorbed by that lining which contains the little fingers a filly and it's going to suck up all that into that tube and all of that liquid is going to get turned mostly into water which is then processed through your kidneys and then expelled through the urinary tract and the rest is going to be turned into a solid waste form which then enters into the large intestine and that's where the final product is created the poop that's where the poop is made because it's what is left over from that paste after most of the liquid and water and nutrients have been absorbed by the small intestine. And then it leaves. That's the happy path, as it were. Now, when we're talking about IBDs, somewhere along that tract is something that is going to cause the immune system to say, you know what, this looks like a pathogen. It looks like an invader. It looks like something that shouldn't be there. So we are going to attack it. And when the immune system does that with soft tissue, it causes inflammation. It's going to swell up. And when you do that um, along this lining, the lining therefore cannot do its job to the best of its ability. And when that happens, we get a lot of issues that are associated with IBDs, i.e. we get a lot of diarrhea, um, we get bouts of gas, we get um, a lot of cramps, issues like that. So usually when someone is first experiencing this, it is embarrassing because all of a sudden, you know, you have to go to the bathroom uh, wherever you are. It's urgent. And when I mean urgent, I mean like right now. So um, it's not fun, but it happens. <laughs> okay, hands up for those of you who pooped your pants, right? My hands up, right? I mean, it, it happens. Um, even those who do not have IBDs, it happens, right? Shit happens. Let's just put it that way. But, you know, when it, it's never fun and um, we always think that, oh, my God, you know, why me? Right. You know, why? Why is I got to be here right now? Um, but then when you start knowing what you have, you talking to your medical professionals, you have that support network it is going to be easier to deal with, especially when you know that there are other people. I mean, at least from my perspective, when you know that there are other people who are going through pretty much the same thing. Now, by no means is this affecting everybody in the same way. This disease especially is very unique to all of us. Um, it, it affects us in very different ways. The inflammation can happen in different places, which causes different effects. And there are different triggers. So, for example, um, uh, the most common trigger for someone's 
issues with uh, related to IBDs is spicy foods, uh, fatty foods, fatty, greasy foods, uh, fiber, for example. But for me, uh, fiber is not that big of a deal um, unless I'm munching down on hay or wheat thins, which... Um, you know, can, I mean, if I'm going to be, you know, eating a whole box of it, yeah, no, it's probably going to cause some issues. But um, for me, you know, for the most part, what might trigger someone else might not trigger me. And that that is pretty much across the board when you go into uh, some um, some groups that are out there for people who are suffering from um, UC and Crohn's. There are plenty of groups who are that are out there and um, great. I, I love that they, they are there. Um, and I do recommend you go out there and you seek them out knowing that there are other people who are going through these same issues. It, again, it might not be for everyone because they're going to be discussing issues that they had that might make people uncomfortable. For example, uh, surgery. Um, let's put it this way. At, at some point, uh, this disease can get bad enough where surgery is necessary and they will do what, um, well, let's just say, the removal of your large intestine. Now, it depends on how severe it is. Sometimes they do not need to remove the whole, all of it, your whole colon, but they might only remove some of it and then attach it back um, to your anus, in which case you can live um, a fairly normal life as usual. Um, however, some of that can lead to a, a more some of that could be more severe to where your entire colon is removed and a completely different hole is surgically created to reattach your small intestine in um, what's called an ileostomy. Again, I am not a medical expert, so please um, you know, do not take my word as gospel. And I do recommend you go out and search out the experts to, to really give you the, the in-depth explanation. So when that happens, um, you know, stuff has to come out, right? It's got to go somewhere. Uh, when people have that surgery, there will be um, a bag that will collect it, and um, that bag is attached to the hole, and then there's a process to take care of that. Uh, again, that's usually what they would call what quote-unquote, worst-case scenario. But for the most part, people are able to take medications and they will go into remission, which means they will not have any forms of issues and live a very normal life. I have been on um, all kinds of medications for almost two decades now. And, you know, and it depends on, on how severe things can get in which kind of treatments that will need to adjust. Because again, this is a lifelong issue. I mean, as long as I have my colon, I'm going to need to take whatever it needs to reduce that inflammation, which means cutting back on your immune system's response. Uh, that could also mean um, I'm going to be more, more susceptible to other diseases that are out there because my immune system cannot 
keep up. So, for example, I had to get uh, a hepatitis A and B uh, immunization for my latest round of treatment, which prevents the inflammation from happening. We're in a midst of a global pandemic now with COVID-19, and as vaccines are rolling out for that, um, at least in this state where I live, we do not have it available for someone of my age. They're um, available for people who are 65 and older, those who are in first-line types of roles. But you know, for me, who's someone who's working from home and... Um, not a uh, someone in the medical field or taking care of children, I still have to wait my turn, even though I have these other issues, which makes me more vulnerable to the COVID and its variants, uh, viruses that are out there. And so here I am, stuck in my house, and I'm thinking, hey, why don't I just go out into the public and talk about my disease? And so, yeah, if you have any questions, concerns, or if there is a topic that you want to dig right into, go ahead and let me know. But, uh, hey, this is our first episode, so we're trying to figure things out. Please bear with us. In the meantime, we'll try to do what we can. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get more of these out there. And maybe we might even have a guest or two. Wouldn't that be really cool? Heck, I mean, I don't know. We'll do some giveaways. I'll maybe toss in a 12-pack of toilet paper. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, that's all I had for today. So, just to review, IBD, irritable bowel diseases, um, of which those would be either ulcerative colitis, inflammation of the large intestine, or Crohn's disease, inflammation of the large and small, and even more of the digestive tract system. And uh, there should not be a stigma around this disease. It's something that we live with. It is something that um, if you know someone who lives with, please support them. And um, hey, you know, everybody poops, right? But just in different ways. So that's all for me with Toilet Talk. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.